Hello and welcome to This Week in the IndieWeb, Audio Edition, for the week of June 2nd through 8th, 2018. This Week in the IndieWeb is a weekly digest of activities in the IndieWeb community at IndieWeb.org. It contains recent and upcoming events, posts from Indie News, and a summary of website updates. This Week in the IndieWeb is sent out on Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, with this audio edition appearing over the weekend. You can find the web edition of This Week in the IndieWeb, including all links and an archive of all past editions, at IndieWeb.org this-week. Events Homebrew Website Club is a bi-weekly meetup of people passionate about or interested in creating, improving, building, and designing their own website. Most meetings take place every other Wednesday from 6.30pm to 7.30pm, with an optional quiet writing hour from 5.30pm to 6.30pm beforehand. Join us this week on June 13th for Homebrew Website Club, with meetings scheduled in Nuremberg and Baltimore. San Francisco will be foregoing their usual HWC in favor of meeting at the decentralized web meetup at the Internet Archive. If you're an organizer, please remember to update the wiki with information about your venue, times, and how to RSVP. And remember, you can always find info about the next upcoming Homebrew Website Club meetups at IndieWeb.org next-HWC. Interested in starting a Homebrew Website Club in your city? It can be as simple as grabbing a friend and heading to your favorite coffee shop, bar, living room, or any other meeting place. You can find plenty of information about Homebrew Website Club, including tips for how to organize your own, at IndieWeb.org HWC. Registration is open for the 2018 IndieWeb Summit, which will take place on Tuesday, June 26th and Wednesday, June 27th in Portland, Oregon. The two-day summit will take place before Open Source Bridge, which is celebrating its 10th and final year on Friday, June 29th. Learn more and register for the summit now at 2018.indieweb.org. The schedule of keynotes for Tuesday is taking shape and includes talks by Manton Reese, creator of Micro.blog, Aaron Parecki and Jonathan LaCour discussing the next wave of indie readers, and William Hurtling, author of the novel Kill Process. Already planning to attend the summit? Spread the word! Send an open invitation to folks on your site and syndicate it out to social media. We would love to be joined by people of all abilities and backgrounds, and travel assistance is available. All IndieWeb events follow the IndieWeb Code of Conduct, which can be found at IndieWeb.org COC. And all IndieWeb events are volunteer-run, so if you are interested in helping organize, getting the word out, finding sponsors, and more, let us know in the chat at chat.indieweb.org. Here's a brief summary of posts collected this week by Indie News, a community-curated list of articles relevant to the IndieWeb. You can read more or submit posts of your own at news.indieweb.org. Gregor Morrill at gregorlove.com published Announcing Indie Book Club. In it, Morrill announces the launch of IndieBookClub.biz, a micropub app for keeping track of books you are reading or want to read. In addition to creating read posts on micropub-enabled sites, the humorously named app also acts as an aggregator, making available public feeds of users' reading activity. Chris Aldrich at bafosaco.com published Manually Adding a New Postkind to the Postkinds plugin for WordPress. 
In it, Aldrich walks step-by-step through the process of adding a new kind of post to a WordPress site, including the microformats to markup required to make it understandable when sharing with other indie web-friendly sites and readers. Chris Aldrich also wrote a post highlighting some updates in the IndieWeb suite of WordPress plugins titled Reads, Listens, Watches, and Editable Web Mention Types and Avatars in the IndieWeb WordPress suite. In it, he details these new features and how to take advantage of them. Ryan Barrett at snarfed.org announced the shutdown of all Facebook-related functionality for Bridgie, a service that helps indie websites syndicate their posts to silos, as well as backfeeding comments and other responses from users on those silos to their own websites. Facebook made significant recent API changes, which make it impossible for Bridgie to offer these features. And now, a selection of this week's updates from IndieWeb.org. New Community Members Christopher James Wilcock joins us from cjwilcock.ca. Chris is a professional software developer, devoted husband, and father to five wonderful children who writes about technology, history, and perhaps more in the future. J. Gregory McVary joins us from jgregorymcvary.com. Greg is an assistant professor of education at Southern Connecticut State University who is trying to use the web to help engineer better teachers. David Wolfpaw joins us from davidwolfpaw.com. David is a web developer from Winter Park, Florida, United States, who speaks, writes, and consults about WordPress and productivity. Roy Schulten joins us from YoRoy.com. Roy is a freelance interaction and service designer, open source product manager, and printmaker. Sydney Hamilton joins us from SydneyHamilton.com. Sydney makes games and websites, and has written live-action role-playing games, volunteered for conventions, and performed as a contortionist. If you haven't already, now is a good time to create your own user page. It's a great way to introduce yourself to the IndieWeb community and to collect the things that you are working on or want to work on for your personal website. For more details, visit IndieWeb.org wikifying. Community and Concepts IndieWeb.org saw several updates this week to clarify terms around IndieAuth. In brief, IndieAuth is a federated login protocol for web sign-in. RealmyAuth is a way of delegating sign-in for your domain to an API on another service, such as Twitter or GitHub. IndieLogin.com is a work-in-progress service that implements both IndieAuth and RealmyAuth. IndieAuth.com, a service which provides similar functionality, is being deprecated due to its confusing name. Jeremy Churfus shared a post by Ernie Smith at Tedium.com titled, By Our Powers Combined a history of the WebBring as, quote, the grassroots tool of choice for sharing content online in the 90s. In it, the author examines the surprising history of WebBrings, including one that led to the creation of Wikipedia as we know it today. Services and Organizations Microsoft announced this week that it will acquire popular social coding service GitHub. While the new owners and new CEO promise to keep GitHub independent and operating under its existing principles, many users are making the jump to alternative services like GitLab or self-hosted options like Gitee. 
Some see this as an opportunity to push for IndieWeb features such as Microformats 2 and IndieAuth support in GitLab and Git E, while others have been working to bring GitHub features such as issue tracking and comments onto their own sites. Developer Q&A silo Stack Overflow announced that they are postponing the end of support for OpenID for user sign-in until August 15th. OpenID allows users to sign in with a URL as their identity, but representatives at Stack Overflow say there are too few users who rely on the feature to justify the support effort. A couple of silo deaths were documented on IndieWeb.org this week. Following the shutdown of AOL Instant Messenger this December, Oath has announced that the Yahoo Messenger service will be shutting down on July 17th of this year. Current users will be able to export their data for the next six months. Xmarks, a cross-browser bookmark synchronization service owned by LogMeIn, was shut down last month on May 1st. Due to its design, which synchronized data between browsers on a user's own machines, it's possible that the service was able to shut down with little user data loss. IndieWeb Development Developers working with Identity on the web sometimes ask, how is IndieAuth different from OpenID Connect? A new page on IndieWeb.org may provide answers. In short, both protocols seek to add identity information to OAuth 2. While OpenID Connect ties identity information to a particular silo, such as a Google account, IndieAuth ties identity information to a profile URL, using the existing DNS system as a global user database. Creating extensions for the desktop Safari browser may soon require a new set of skills. Apple announced they have deprecated Safari extensions, and that the Safari extensions gallery will stop accepting submissions in December. They encourage developers to rewrite their features as Safari app extensions, or content blocker extensions, both of which require writing code in native Objective-C or Swift. Other new pages added to IndieWeb.org this week include... Inari, Laragit, Mozfest, DDWRT, and Flavors.me. Follow the links in the newsletter to learn more about or add detail to these new terms. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you for listening. This English version of This Week in the IndieWeb Audio Edition was read and produced by Marty McGuire. If you have suggestions for improving this audio edition of the newsletter, please feel free to contact Marty in the IndieWeb chat. This Week in the IndieWeb and the Indie News services are provided by Aaron Parecki. Music for this episode comes from Aaron Parecki's 100 Days of Music project. Find out more at 100.aaronparecki.com. Learn more about the IndieWeb at IndieWeb.org and join the discussion via Slack, IRC, or the web at chat.indieweb.org.